God is still moving right now. Amen. Like we always think like, oh, the culture is so bad and like, you know, the world is, is like turning upside down, but like God is still on the move. Amen. Y'all like Amen. we need to always walk in gentleness and meekness. You know, even when we have disagreements with somebody, like that's an opportunity to exercise a fruit of the spirit. You know, it's not fun to get dunked underwater, but it's like I'm doing it for you, Lord. I'm going in here fully clothed with socks on. I'm gonna get my socks wet for Jesus. It's okay to be led by the Holy Spirit and realize that maybe we'll get the answer later, but if we never do, it's okay. That's right. God is still in control. He's still working things out for our good. You know, he still cares for us deeply and the plans are to prosper us. When you hear the voice of the Lord, it's like, we want to be able to understand that like he's speaking directly to you and he's going to show you specifically that he is talking to you face to face. Lord, I just give you permission, Lord, to just have your way in my life right now. I am completely submitted to whatever you want to do. Beautiful humans, you're in for a treat today. I got my brother in Christ with me, my best friend since I was 15 years old with me. Olivia Ishiak is in the building, host of the Sowing the Seed podcast. My friend, my person that I lean on for wisdom in the spiritual realm, my person that I lean on in the physical realm, my person that I, I get buckets on, you know, when we're at the courts. Like, this dude is like everything to me. And I'm just so privileged to bring him on the show. Uh, we did an episode back in March when we were first getting into this studio. And just to be able to bring him back, knowing that we're about a year into this whole journey of being in the live studio. Uh, has just been, it's just so cool. He's even wearing a hoodie that he wore on a video from way back in the day uh, when he first started making content for Jesus. And I'm just blessed by your presence, Lord. Blessed by, blessed by your presence, Ali, you know, <laughs> but say hello to the people. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, super thrilled to be here again, man. It's like uh, part two, you know, like we did a podcast at the beginning of this year. And um, man, it just feels like this year is like flown by like so quickly. And man, the Lord has done a lot. Like we got a lot to share. I feel like there's been so much fruit um, and just, you know, wonderful things that God is working on in our lives. And yeah, man, it feels surreal. You know, I'm looking at the the graphic and I'm, I'm like, wow, man, like so much has happened from that last graphic, you know, the graphic yeah. that we had when we were little kids. Yeah. No longer baby Christians was our last episode. And just, I was thinking about that same thing, bro, about how like our journey has been like, yo, like we, we kind of declared that, you know, like we put that title on it for a reason in that moment. And since then the Lord's like, all right, we're going to see, you know, we're going to mature yeah. you. We're going to give you that meat. We're going to have you finding a new church, you know, and like all these things have been happening in the, in the spiritual realm since we made that episode. And even you, man, with, uh, you started going video content, you started posting, you started getting, uh, you had a video go viral with, uh, something that you were sharing about the Lord, uh, in two different locations, which is so cool, which shows the power of that word that you were, that, that the Lord gave you for others and just being able to see our friendship and just how far we've come. It's been beautiful, man. Yeah, man. I tell people all the time, man, like this, this, this faith thing, this Christian thing is not boring. You know no. what I mean? No two days are the same, bro. And it's just, it's just cool because I've known you since I was 15. Right. And our our relationship is now transitioning to young men, mm -hmm. but young men who are on fire for Jesus, right. you know, and it's so beautiful because we used to, the only thing we had in common really was like basketball and hanging out and going out. And McDonald's now it's like, bro, I, yeah, right. <laughs> but, but now it's this thing where, bro, we get on a phone call and it's Jesus from the start to the finish. Right. It, it, it starts Jesus. It ends Jesus. But we middles, don't want to get off. <laughs> and, right. And our, you know, my wife to be is sometimes she's like, Hey babe. And I'm sure your wife is like, are you guys done? Yeah, and, no, for but sure. That's, that's the things of God. They're so deep. They're so, uh, fulfilling, you know? know, and I'm just happy, bro, that we're on this side of our faith. You know, we talk about BC days all the time, you know, before Christ. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we reminisce at times about crazy stories and, you know, things that the Lord has had grace on us about, you know, thank That's God right. we didn't die in our sin because we know that wages of sin is death. 
yep. you know, but the Lord saved us for a time at such as this. And, That's right. you know, he's using us mightily right now in the, in the content creation world and our podcasts are taking off. And like you said, that, that video that went viral, bro, it's like, man, like, you know, I, I got, I, <laughs> the Lord told me to get a camera and start doing, you know, uh, you know, filming everything content wise. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what this looks like once again, but I trust you. And that was actually that video that went viral was about the Holy Spirit being sealed within us. Right. Mm. And what's crazy about that, it was, you know, I was just studying that, you know, meditating on that word for a couple of weeks at that point. And then the Lord was like, go in there, invite your friend and just start filming. And wow. I'm like, okay, Lord, like, that's, that's fine. You know what I mean? Cool. And hopped on, bro. And that was just all Holy Spirit led and, you know, posted it in faith that like the Lord would do what he does with it as he always does. And, you know, 200K later, you know, here we are multitude of followers and and just you know the lord's blessed the, the ministry so yeah and that's a beautiful thing and i love how you it seems like you rebranded it to be from a um podcast to a ministry once you started to see like yo the lord is using you more than just in the podcast space you know you started being a leader amongst the children at your church you started leading a small group like you started doing all these things that were outside of just the content creation you're like yo this is something that's special this has turned into a ministry and i experienced that about a year in where i was like I'm about to go to Africa. I'm about to write a book. Like I'm doing FCA stuff. I'm like, I like birds as a ministry. It's not just a podcast. Like I need to understand that. And the Lord like put that on my heart to like rebrand it as that and change it into that. So is that something that you had a similar experience with? Exactly, bro. Like it's one of those things where, um, a friend of the show, Lisa Schwartz said something, people are going to put a demand on your brand. Right. Yep. And that kind of stuck with me too. And I just, I, I, I leave the door open for God to do whatever he wants. You know, it's like, you know, when you start doing ministry, bro, it can become an idol easily. You know, that's even something that, you know, I received a word about at church last night. And, you know, I've, I've gotten to a place where it's like, you know, the Lord starts giving me these positions of influence within his kingdom, but I just give it right back to him. That's right. It's not about me. It's not about this platform. It's about what Jesus wants to do through this platform, this vessel of mine, you know, and it's, it's just a constant thing of dying to self and giving it right back to God, you know, because at the end of the day, bro, he can use anybody. Like I'm not this special person that, you know what I mean? I just said, yes, my obedience is just radical. And, you know, the Lord called me to ministry uh, to start a podcast and he's just transitioning it. Now there's different facets of what's going on. You know, uh, I teach the kids, like you said, that's been a highlight of my year. You know, I had no idea that was coming, bro. They just, you know, my, one of my higher ups at church, like, you know, sat me down and was like, Hey, you know, I threw your hat in, in there and, you know, the pastor's in agreement and he wants you to come on board and, and, and lead these, these young adults, you know, 13 to 18. And I was stunned, bro. He's like, I'll give you like a day or two to pray about it. But you know, like we feel like the Lord has moved in that direction and you know, we want you to be the leader. So listen, bro, you know, the Lord, he knocks, <laughs> we just have to answer that call. And you know, I've been doing that thankfully. Yeah, man, you really have. And it's been so cool to see and because it's like it's elevates, you know, our friendship is kind of like it elevates each other. You know, it's like the more you're in, you're more you're into like, you know, the, the will of the father, the more I'm like trying to seek that as well. And it's like something happens here with I like birds and some some cool like development happens of like, yo, new news, small victory. And it's like, yo, you, you even told me recently, like, yo, you've been putting out so much new content recently. Like you got me motivated to like, you know, do more videos and more stuff like that. So it's been cool. We've been able to like help each other in that way. And it's like there's nothing better than that. You know, it's like you want your your people in your life to be able to like rock with Jesus first and foremost. But the fact that it's like not only does does my best friend rock with Jesus, but he also puts on for him. Right. And he's also like out here in a similar space of just like reaching his own. You could, you're going to reach people I can never reach, you know, and vice versa. And that's just the way the Lord moves when it comes to the calling that he equips us with for his will. Amen. And it's just powerful stuff, man. That's good, bro. Uh, let me just say uh, hello to the people that are watching live. We have Jess. Uh, we have Olivier's lovely wife to be here in the building. So she'll 
she'll be uh, stewarding the comments. So if you guys want to show some love and just let us know where you're from, where you're listening from, we already got Aaron Ash. Hello from Texas. What part of Texas are you from, Aaron? Let us know that because Texas is huge, as Olivia and Jess have found out since being here, which is so cool. And uh, we also have a I want to show some love real quick because today is Monday and Monday is a very significant day uh, in Texas. It's actually Mad Hatter Mondays is what uh, I used to have the comedy show. at. I used to produce this comedy show back down there. And I still produce it. I just don't host it like I used to. But uh, the Jordan Foundation is actually putting on a golf tournament that I want my peeps that listen to the show to know about because it's all like it's all blessing people. You know, it's all about just giving back to the community and making sure that um, that people are getting into homes and just it's all it's all helping people. And I just want to make sure that people are aware of that and uh, they can participate in a golf invitational. And it's cool because it's Mad Hatter versus the Rabbit Hole, which Chris Jordan, the owner who's been so gracious to us and such a blessing to us over the years, is actually the owner of both of those and both of those uh, venues. And then he just started um, the Jordan Foundation about probably like a year and some change ago. And he's over here just, you know, doing amazing things. He's always doing like toys for tots at his venue. He does like car shows at the place at the at the rabbit hole that raises a bunch of money for like autism awareness. So make sure you guys go check that out. And if you're ever in the Fort Worth area, check out Mad Hatter and the rabbit hole and get yourself some nice, uh, nice, nice vibes. You know, so <laughs> Amen. just want to show some love to them. And um, oh, we got Kentucky Lauren Sargent. That's my that's my um, my sister-in-law as well. And then we got Aaron Ash is listening from Kleber. And let's go. That's where uh, Thread Church is. Let's go. Oh, wow. Thank you all for listening. We're so excited that you're here. I mean, I know we're going to have more coming in. We're in the middle of the day. You know, people are working, yeah. you know, and that's always like a fun time to go live. You're like, hey, let's put us on, you know, if you're if you're uh, if you're driving around or whatever. So, yeah, now, nah, man, this is cool. It's good to be back, bro. It's good it to is. have you back, man. It's good to be back, bro. And I'm excited. And speaking of obedience, man, I just feel like the Lord has just been um, stewarding that over you uh, in this last season of even just as far as taking this trip. You know, it seems as if like. It's funny, I invited you, but I wasn't like pressing you to come here. You know what I mean? It was a very like spontaneous, like, yo, come through. Yeah. And then uh, I doubled down and I said, like, come through again. Like, yo, you you gonna come or not? You know, and then um, and then obviously we had some some mad Jesus moments as to get you here. So share a little bit with me about your experience and like coming here and and what the Texas has meant to you so far, as well as just uh the church of mercy culture and just like everything that's been happening with that. We getting deep now, We're getting right? deep, you know? All right, we got we got the basics out the way. We got the intros. We got a little audience in here now. We got Jess on the comments. So, all right, buckle up. We 15 minutes in. Time to get real. Hope you enjoyed the little, little small talk. Here we go. Yeah, bro. So, you know, Texas, bro. Texas is on my heart because my boy, you're always on my heart. You're my best friend. So, you know, when I came, when I came to Texas the first time, bro, it was all love. You know, I visited you and your family when you guys got moved into that new house and, you know, it was amazing. We did a podcast. We had Mikey here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anytime we get together, bro, it's a celebration. So Texas is always on my heart, you know, never expected Texas to be anything more than just a place that I visited. Um, but, you know, Texas started getting put on my heart uh, as a hub. And obviously we know Texas to be the Bible belt, you know what I mean? Of the, of the nation. And there's so many good churches here. You know, we we're talking with, uh, with your boy and I was, he was saying like, yo, like, Bro, you, that you can just choose a church, like, you know, like literally roll the dice and choose one, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's how many good churches are here. So, you know, I'm, I'm plugged in at a church right now in Miami and, you know, I, I feel very, uh, very good about it. I love my church. I love my fellowship and all that. But, you know, the Lord started, you know, switching things around in which I started feeling like anxious and not a bad anxious, but like my, my spirit started leaping almost, you know, and it was like ready for the next thing. And, I don't know if it was if it was me getting ahead of myself, but I believe to, it to be the Holy Spirit. You know, He starts to stir your heart 
Um, and you know, he, he was doing so for a couple months now, you know, and, um, my beautiful, uh, fiance, you know, has a prophetic mantle, prophetic calling, you know, and she's really been exercising that with faith, you know, and getting really, uh, really comfortable in that, in that, in that season. So, you know, the word came, bro, after you invited me from her and, you know, she was in worship one day, actually listening to Mercy Culture. It was actually a set that I had sent her a month ago before, you know, obviously she had the the, the prophetic word. I sent you that too. Yeah, I you sent you, Yeah, I sent you that too. And so a month later, she ends up listening to it. And within the first like 10 minutes, the Lord told her, um, you and Ollie are going to move to Texas um, for a season or, you know, indefinitely, basically uh, for ministry. And it's going to be, um, basically preparation that you need in ministry to, to be sent out into my calling and my purpose. So when I received that word, you can imagine, bro, like, you know, I've only been teaching the kids now for so many months and, you know, I feel like the Lord is elevating me even where I'm at now. So in Miami, right? you can imagine, yeah. yeah, you get that, that prophetic word and you're like, okay, Lord, like, you planted me here. I'm blooming here. And there's so much fruit. There's so much great things happening, but now you're calling me somewhere else. And mind you, I'm still a baby of my faith. Like I've only been saved now, maybe going on three years now, like born again, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, this is definitely like one of the more crazy, crazy testimonies. And I mean, it's crazy to actually be talking about it because I'm in the midst of a you testimony are, yeah. season right now. So I don't want to release everything, but you know, received the word, started praying into it. And I said, Lord, like, I, I just give you permission, Lord, to just have your way in my life right now. You know, um, I, I am completely submitted to whatever you want to do. And, you know, I will say from the beginning of my faith, that's been something that the Lord has instilled in me is just radical obedience. And what that looks like is just walking out in a way that it's, it's, it's just honoring what God says, you know, yeah. and I didn't even know like the person I, I would marry would have a prophetic gift, you know, like the Bible says to, to, to pray for the gift of prophecy, you know, how special is it that when you meet someone who has the gift of prophecy, but I mean, the Lord literally, like I have a personal prophet now, you know, yeah. that's, it's so special, but, um, yeah, man. So that word came in prayed about it. The Lord, um, impressed on my heart to plan a trip. He, she, he doubled down and, and sent her another prophetic word that we needed to, you know, literally buy our flights and go, mm -hmm. uh, at the end of October, which is now. And, you know, we, uh, just stepped out of faith and said, Lord, if they gave me the time off, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, they did. And, uh, here we are, bro. And ever since we've been here, bro, it's just been revelation after revelation, confirmation after confirmation. And yeah, man, it's, it's, um, it, it's interesting how the Lord moves, you yeah. know, because it's, it's really upside down kingdom, you know, in, in the way of like, the way that you would expect things to come into fruition, they 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 don't. Like God is just like so drastically different than even our understanding or conception of like how things right. should work, you know? And yeah, bro, so here we are. Uh, the Lord called me to mercy culture after listening to the worship set. I received deliverance actually through that, that um, you know, that that uh, worship set that I had sent over to her and you. Mm -hmm. And um, man, I just, I just stayed on the scripture, Simon O Simon. You know, Satan has asked you, asked to sift you out like wheat. And that was like well, the basis of the song. Yeah. Fortify and my faith. Fortify my faith by mercy culture. And, you know, bro, it just transitioned into like me getting mass deliverance from that. Like I would listen to it for a week. And it was the first time that I'd ever been in a place of worship and just was weeping, weeping, weeping. And I felt things that were leaving me, bro, leaving me, you know, struggles that I'd had, um, you know, it was much lighter after, you know, listening yeah. to that song. And I had never really gone through deliverance. You know, I follow a lot of deliverance ministers and, and, uh, you know, you kind of see this crazy picture of like demons being casted out of people and stuff. And though that's real, 
you know, everyone's experience is different. You know, I didn't have that experience of demons. You just had weeping and just, you felt yeah. it, felt that leaving your body and like exactly. felt it leaving the physical. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's crazy is I had been, I had been crying out to the Lord to deliver me, um, from certain things like pornography and, and these type of addictions that, you know, a lot of men deal with and crying out consistently to him. And it was the third time that I called out to him and said, Lord, take this away from me. I already am at a place where I hate what you hate and I love what you love because he's already given me mm -hmm. that heart posture. But Lord, like Paul says, like I cried out to him three times and, you know, obviously he told Paul his grace is sufficient, but I was like, Lord, like this needs to go, you know, and it went, bro. You know, the Lord f like fully delivered me and, you know, it, it hey. became like just like that, you know, but. And then, you, then um, tell the people, man, you got baptized. Yeah. Uh, in that same kind of season, right around that time that all that was going down. So like yeah. share your little bit of experience with that. And just because you've been baptized before for salvation, but it seems like you got baptized for deliverance on this go around to be like wiped clean and anew. Yeah. Well, it, the, the baptism wasn't so much deliverance as much as it was like an anointing falling on me, a new okay. anointing, a fresh anointing um, of the Holy Spirit and what the Lord, you know, now wants to do, you know, through my vessel. And, um, you know, after receiving that deliverance, I, I began to like really talk to some of the leadership there. And, you know, I'm obviously I'm leading the kids. So, you know, we're planning baptism and, you know, baptism is so exciting, bro. Like, man, just seeing people give their life to Jesus, bro, it's, it, it will never get old. I don't think no. I'll ever not stop getting emotional about it. Like it's such a spiritual act, such a beautiful act. And I feel like, yeah. man, there's angels that are literally like on deck, like worshiping right. and in and, and, and the presence of, you know, watching us, you know, and it's, it's a special, special thing. So yeah, we're preparing for that. And, um, you know, my leader, uh, David, yeah. uh, I talked about this on my last podcast. If you guys want to check it out, episode 17, but, um, he asked me, Hey, like, have you, he texted me, he was like, Hey, have you prayed into getting baptized? And I'm like, bro, like you're part of my testimony. I've been baptized already. So I, I ended up partnering with like a spirit of offense. Cause I'm like, bro, why is this guy asking me to like get baptized again? Like, does he not think I'm bearing good fruit? Maybe, uh, you know, he thinks I went off the deep end. Like <laughs> what's going on, bro? Like, you know, and, um, and, you know, thankfully, bro, I went back to the Lord and I was like, Lord, like if I'm wrong about this and like, I don't need to be offended, like I, I leave room for you to correct me, you know, and um, he did that, <laughs> you know, we wow. got there uh, that day and, you know, I was still walking in pride that day because I'm like, I'm not getting baptized. Like, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not getting baptized. So I pull up in jeans and a, and a t-shirt, bro, you know, ready to like, you know, help these, these kids and everybody who's getting baptized. So I get there, David pulls up, I pull up. And, you know, I, I was still walking to pride and, uh, you know, he says hello and I was kind of like <laughs> reluctant and kind of treating him a little, you know, a little, little, like a little not salty. gently, a little saltiness. Right. And, uh, we get there. The first thing the pastor says when he gets on the stage is in a Jewish wedding, when two, you know, uh, Jewish people are getting married the day before they get married, they get baptized. Mm. And then, so that was like the first hit. And I was like, Ooh, that hurt. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, Lord. <laughs> I think there's something, there's I something repent, more. Yeah. I repent, no, I, I literally started repenting right there. And I was like, Lord, all right. So things are progressing. David comes up to me, talks to me. He can see that things are off. So he asked me, he's like, hey, brother, like, I hope, like, are you okay? Like, are we good? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. He's like, well, I, and he humbled himself. You know, I'm so thankful that, you know, I'm around individuals who know how to deal with conflict resolution and honoring the God while they're doing that, you know? And so he humbled himself and said, brother, like, if I said anything that like, you know, offended you, I'm sorry. And that once again, soften my heart again. And so for the listeners out there, like this is, this is the way that we should be, you know, as Christians is like, we need to always walk in gentleness and meekness. You know, even when we have disagreements with somebody, like that's an opportunity to exercise a fruit of the spirit. That's right. And it was beautiful because, you know, 
you know, David was so gentle, bro. And I mean, you're, we're looking right now at like, you know, the, the conclusion of it and it's beautiful. Right. But yeah. I gave permission to the Lord to convict me. So we get out there, bro. And one of the kids that I pastor on Thursday nights, um, coming out of the lifestyle of, of Mormonism, you know, religion. And, uh, you know, his dad was really like pestering him about not getting baptized. So I go up to him and the Lord was already working on my heart to get baptized, but like, I'm trying to fight it. I'm like, yeah. Oh man, I, this is not me. It's not for me. So I go to him and I'm like, hey, like, what's going on, bro? Are you gonna get baptized or not? And he's like, oh, I don't know, man, has his head down. And I said, hey, brother, the Lord has been convicting me. I think if you go in faith, I'm gonna get baptized with you. And he looks at me and like, mind you, I've only been teaching for like two months now. He's like, but you already been baptized. And I'm like, yeah, but like the Lord's calling me right now to get baptized again. Hey. Bro, the, he looks at me, the kid looks at me, he looks at the water and looks down. He gets up, bro, runs to the water, bro. Runs to the water to get baptized, bro. Hey. Everybody's cheering, cheering him on, bro. He gets in the water. He receives deliverance. You know what I mean? And the water starts crying, weeping. First person that meets him out is me. Give him a big old hug, crying. We're celebrating. And I was like, it's my turn now. You know, and I get in the water. David sees me. Mind you, David and I had a really Talk brief conversation. Yeah. David starts weeping, bro, crying. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just sitting there. We're having a moment, bro. Cause it's like so beautiful. The combination of like taking offense to it and, you know, being rude and, you know, and it's just like, wow. You know, so we get in the water, I get baptized, bro. And it was just as special as the first time, you know, I'll never forget that moment. And, um, man, bro, that's just what radical obedience looks like, bro. It yeah. doesn't always have to make sense. Right. And sometimes as Christians, we need to reserve the right to not know the reason why. That's right. You know, it's okay to be led by the Lord. It's okay to be led by the Holy Spirit and realize that maybe we'll get the answer later. But if we ev never do, it's okay. That's right. God is still in control. He's still working things out for our good. You know, he still cares for us deeply and the plans are to prosper us, mm -hmm. you know? So that was a testament to that. And I love what you said the other night when we're, cause in this, this is so funny y'all. This is like, um, this is me and Olivier. Like we've been having these conversations like all weekend. And then we just bring to the table, like what we've already kind of been talking about. So you guys can kind of get in on what, what the Lord's been doing, like in our lives and in our ministries out here. So it was cool because you were kind of talking about like, even if we never got the promise from the God that he promises us, would he still be enough? Wow. Would the promiser still be enough? You know, it's like if, if Jesus doesn't give you all the things that you want in life, would you still choose him? Yeah. If he doesn't bless you in the way you think he's going to bless you, would you still yeah. uh, be blessed to call is he enough? your Lord? Yeah, is, is he, he enough? enough? And and that's so beautiful that you brought that up because, you know, one of the things that that happens when you get into ministry is is your life transitions into serving Jesus, right? And so you're, you're zealous about that. You're pumped up. And, you know, sometimes we partner with pride or whatever. But the point is, when you're being led by Jesus, you have to, you have to continue the way you started. When you came to him, you didn't know what was going to happen from that election and that choice of being baptized and being identified with him. That's right. You just had to strictly do it off of faith. And that, and that's what it needs to continue being, you know? And I think at times, sometimes we put the calling and we put uh, the purpose in front of our own faith. You know, I think about the story of Mary and Martha you know, who chose the better thing? It was a person that was comfortable and okay with just sitting at the feet of Jesus and communing and ministering to him. Mm -hmm. And and that's really what it's about, bro. Like, it, will you be able to just minister to Jesus and it be enough? Yeah. Or does he have to come through and give you, you know, accolades and, you know, all the desires of your heart and the influence and all that? Like, those are great. Though, like, it's great to be used by God. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. It's confirmation that you're in his will, right? But that's not the goal here. You know, yeah. we've been given something so special, like I always say, in the Holy Spirit, 
you know, and we've been given such a special thing of a relationship with our savior, the person that died for you and I, our savior, savior. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's, it's so much deeper than a calling or our, our desire. It's like my desire is to please my Lord and savior. Yes. You know, it's not to, to gratify my flesh. And I think right. that's the biggest thing as a Christian is like dying to those desires, dying to those, you know, those things that we've, you know, came in agreement with from culture. Right. And it's yeah. a complete surrender of self, you know? And it's so funny because I think about our joke that we have, like a little insider that we say, where it's like, what you going to do for me though? You know? <laughs> so it's like even burying that, yeah. at, you know, when it comes to like being at the feet of Jesus is so important because you got to trust him. You got to be in his hands to be in his will. Amen. You know? And I think that that's something that lines up with, with scripture. And it's like, the more you're in the word, the more you start to see what his will is for your life. Amen. And you start to see his character. And you know that like, you know what comes from him and what comes from the enemy. You know, like even we were talking like this uh, last night about like, you know, the enemy's going to try to get, you know, he's going to try to throw his throw his hand in this um, in this weekend that you have going on. He's going to try to distract you. He's going to try to have people, you know, uh, giving you some some words that aren't from the Lord, you know, to be able to. Uh, insert himself like are you sure are you sure that mercy culture in dallas is the answer are you yeah. sure you're walking away from this are you sure you don't want you, you want to stay there like no i'll stay there you know yeah. but it's like he like god god has so much more for you where he's bringing you but the enemy wants to pull you back to like where he knows he can kind of you know keep you at you yeah. know keep you away from god's will yeah and that happens in so many ways bro I mean, this is happening to me in ministry right now but that happens in many different realms that could be an old sin that could be an old relationship that's right that could be an old job or that's a right. current job like we have to understand that like, yo, we have to make way for God. Like we have to clear that altar and allow him to put things back on it. You know, and it's like, good. you know, we, we, we come to him, we take things off and then we put things on. It's like, bro, like Jesus is waiting on our obedience to, to, to literally put us on our purpose and our calling and the desire that he has for us. But if we have so much things that we are putting on that altar, we're making idols, we're making, you know, something of it that it's not, then you give Holy Spirit less room to work and you give the Lord less room to work and put you where you, where you need to be, you know? And yeah, it's, it's, um, for me, bro, since I've been here, like, you, you know, I've shared it with you, bro. I've been attacked a lot, you mm -hmm. know, in that realm, the enemy is trying to bring up my past. He's trying to bring up my present and, and almost keep me in a place of feeling like you didn't really hear from God, you know, and there's right. probably people out there who you received a word, um, from the Lord many times, and you are still flip-flopping going back and forth between should bro. I, or should I not? Let me share this real quick. So this reminds me of when you just said that of Paul, uh, Saul, when he was on Damascus Road. Uh, if you remember what happened, I'm, you're a big book of Acts kind of guy. I think it's like in Acts 19 or 20 or something like that. Um, when Saul was on the road to Damascus, keep in mind, Saul was the one that was uh, persecuting Christians and was uh, was guarding the the clothes of the of the guys that were killing Stephen, the first ever martyr, who was a really phenomenal preacher at the time. And he was just arresting them and whatnot. But anyway, at that, in that moment in Damascus Road, when he had an encounter, an encounter with the Lord, uh, he was blinded by the light. It was so bright and it was so glorious that it blinded him, right? And all the people that he was rolling with, his crew, could all see the light, right? But only Paul or Saul could hear the voice, mm. right? So it made me think like, in that moment, the revelation in the scripture that I got from it while while writing a sermon about that was the fact that don't like let, let that be a lesson that sometimes you're the only one that hears the word of God. Wow. Sometimes you're the only hear, one that hears the voice of God wow. and everybody else doesn't hear it. Yeah. And, and they're they, not meant to hear it. They're either. not meant to hear it. It's yeah. for you. It's for you specifically. So it's like the confirmations that you received this weekend. And I think you should like elaborate on that a little bit more, like because the confirmations like last night, Olivia and Jess came home to the house. 
I'm telling you, I've never heard that volume from Olivier. I've never heard that excitement, the pitch, everything in his voice, as well as Jess, was cloud 11, bro. It was this next level. It was like all, it was like they just saw the father. It's like they saw his glory. Yeah. And it was on their face. That yeah. was exactly the way it felt. Like y'all gave some, I, I was so tired last night. You came home, boom, we were up to like one o'clock and I was like juiced up. I was like, I yeah. couldn't go to bed last night. I was I so sleep. hyped for it. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still right. like trying to recover. Yeah. So it's like, and, and share a little bit about that because like that's what people need to see when it comes to, or hear about when it comes to like you know being obedient coming to texas going to check out mercy culture not just coming to one service mercy culture and like all right i'm out you you even to let us worship on saturday at mercy culture with sean Foyt and jasmine leading spontaneously we had no plans to go to that until that day suddenly we were there worshiping big front at the altar seeing people get delivered seeing healing seeing people just giddy for the lord Amen. the next day you're at uh fort worth location of mercy culture getting touched by the word that had to do with uh, the political realm and then that night you're at dallas location where you just absolutely fell in love and absolutely hit it off with the pastor there and just so many other amazing things that were happening there so share like the confirmations because it's like when you hear the voice of the lord it's like we want to be able to understand that like he's speaking directly to you and he's going to show you specifically that he is talking to you face to face. Amen. And you bring up a little point because, you know, confirmation looks different for each person. You know, we're all, we all have different life experiences. We all come from different backgrounds. So your confirmation is going to look way different than mine's. But the, the beautiful thing about having a relationship with Jesus Christ is that you know the way that Jesus talks to you. That's right. And you have to really be obedient in that. And when you hear from him, you act. So, you know, my fiance hears from him audibly, but I don't hear from him audibly. The Lord actually speaks to me face to face like he spoke to Moses. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's what it is. There, people will literally take the form of the Lord will literally to come, come into people and literally like talk through them to me. And he doesn't talk in riddles. He talks directly to me and tells me exactly what's on his heart. And so that could look different for somebody else. Maybe God talks to you in nature. Maybe he talks to you when you're writing or you're listening to music or, so I don't want to put the Holy Spirit in a box, that's you know, right. and that's, and that's something I, I, I want to stress to the people out there who are maybe thinking they're hearing from God and, you know, maybe looking to somebody else to, and to compare and, and maybe say, oh, that, maybe that's the way I know. Well, it's going to look different for you, right. you know, and that's okay. Um, and for me, you know, the confirmations were coming in oh, like constantly bro and and i know the way the lord talks to me you know so mm -hmm. even last night when i went in faith um to dallas the location for mercy culture that was where the lord had initially like spoken that i, I needed to be um and we I, didn't even know that dallas location was opening up mercy yeah. culture just released uh opened up two sundays ago yeah and so like i received I, I received the word of going to dallas a week before they opened up so mm -hmm. I didn't even know Dallas location was opening up. I just knew about the Fort Worth, Fort Worth location. So I'm like, okay, I'm pumped up because I'm over here receiving deliverance from their worship. I love their sermons. I love everyone who's involved and it, they're just on fire right now. So I'm like, all right, cool. But the Lord kept saying Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. And then even your wife received, you know, you received a message from her like, hey, I think, you know, Dallas is for him. You know, she, was, goes, she goes, even though I know you want him closer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, don't say, you don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> like no, stepbrothers. But, <laughs> so the Lord was even confirming to other people about me, which is yeah, kind of cool too, right? Wild. So there's other parties involved, but long story short, you know, I, the Dallas location opened up a week. So I'm like, okay, there's something here. Like, this is not just my imagination. Like I'm hearing from God because Dallas came up before that location. So boom, we go to Fort Worth. What's crazy and interesting about going to Fort Worth is that when I came in Friday, we had no plans to go to church on Saturday. It was all for Sunday, yep. right? 
if you remember, the Mercy Culture put out a post saying, uh, let us worship is here. And they had had like a, uh, a 5K event that they were running for the church. And I guess Mercy, um, I guess uh, let us worship just pulled up mm-hmm. and let us worship actually said, Sean Foyt actually said like, yo, we didn't have plans to be here in Dallas this weekend. So if y'all, you guys probably don't know, but um, two years ago, I was actually supposed to go on a trip with Zachariah to Africa. I got COVID and my passport didn't come in time. So I had to stay home. During that time, right the day before he left, Zachariah sent me an invitation to go to Let Us Worship. Mind you, we're still in that pandemic. Yeah, I was like, bro, if you ain't going to come to Africa with me, at least you could do is go see my boy, Sean. Exactly. And mind (laughs) you, in that season, it had been eight months since I moved to Miami. I didn't have a home church yet. That's right. And so when you invited me to that, I'm like, all right, Lord. And he kept pressing it on my heart, pressing it on my heart. Like, you know, my my girl was like, you know, reminding me about it. So I'm like, all right, this this is a thing. So... I went in faith. You went solo, right? I went solo dolo, bro. In faith that like the Lord. And I, one thing, the prayer that I was praying was, Lord, let me meet someone tomorrow that would lead me to a home church. Mm, Because I know your will for me is fellowship and I'm not fellowshipping right now. I don't feel whole. I don't feel, you know, this this is what you're you're calling me to. So went in faith, bro. Mm. Literally get there, sat all the way in the back, never been to those revival events before. So I don't know what to expect. So I'm just in the back chilling, bro. It's cold. There's no food or anything. I'm just worshiping the Lord, you know, and just in in spirit and truth. And then at the end, it's crazy. There was a podcast literally going on. It was like an interview type of thing on the stage. And um, it was about homeschooling. It was about, you know, it was more, more, more for parents, but I'm a future, you know, parent. So I, I moved up, you know, and I ended up sitting to this gentleman named David, and it's so crazy. David is the one that has made me a leader at the church I'm at now. He actually led me to the church wow. I'm at now in Miami. He's the one baptizing you, bro. He's the one baptizing like, come me. On. Like, you how know, crazy is you that? know what I mean? So Ooh. he stepped out in faith, bro, and invited me. And I went to the church and the rest is history. I've been going to that church now for two years. I'm a leader there. I teach the kids every Thursday. You know, I, I lead a small group uh, as well with David as a leader. So and then you're back in Texas and then boom, the, let us worship's here again. Let us worship suddenly. is here again in a pivotal moment where the Lord has given me a word that I'm going to be moving to Texas. Wow. Let us worship pops up again. So I don't know if there's a link maybe that we'll be doing something with let us worship. I'll, I'll, I'll stand in the gap right now and prophesy hey, that in go. Jesus name that, you know, maybe the Lord has us going on tour with, with them too. You know, I don't Yo, know to what capacity. Kay, uh, actually, Kaylin, who's our assistant, uh, her husband was actually the, like the merch manager on his tour on wow. his road so like they have a connection and actually when i posted that video of um sean and jasmine worshiping garrett said um he was like yo tell sean i said hey and i was like he dipped out i could yeah. i couldn't let him know my bad but also he knows him you know so there's like already like there's kingdom threads bro all through Big this time. man and it's like um man it's just so cool to just be able to see christians like uniting in this like season of life of like man we got to make sure that we're we're, we're at war. I kept hearing that. You know, my mother-in-law sent me a book uh, about that, about how Christians are in war right now. We're in a spiritual war. Landon, that whole, his whole year and um, the whole word for the year is um, dunamis and talking about just like the spiritual war that we're in. And that's mm. like his big focal point and whatnot. And then to hear it uh, at Let Us Worship, the guy that was rallying everybody up was like talking about that too. Like we're in war right now, you yeah. know? So uh, it's just cool to be able to see like we got soldiers for Christ like coming through Amen. and uniting right now and, and being able to like understand that there's so much more at stake than we realize because like, man, where Texas goes, America goes, mm. you know, and that was something that was really, really said and really prophesied at that Let Us Worship event. And the fact that you're coming to the hub, the Bible Belt, the place of like, yo, this is where things are happening at. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's special, bro. And the connection didn't just like, you know, we didn't just start and end at Mercy Culture. The last time I was here, you found your home church with me. We went That's together right. to Thread. We left Tony Evans. We were we had Tony Evans on the books. Yeah. Tony Evans on the books. 
And we said, all right, I think we should go to this one. Yeah. And we then went boom, in faith. we went in faith and we were there and we loved it. We felt the spirit, you know, Amen. and the message is all about consecrating. What an opening, bro. Shout out Alex Birkins. The yeah. opening message about of a, of a brand new church consecration. Yeah. That's bold. And and it was crazy. I, I had notes from that day. I still go back to it to this day because I have to consecrate everything back to the Lord. That's right. So Alex is not even my, like, he's not even my pastor, but like he gave a word that was mm-hmm. so pivotal in my faith that like, I have to continuously go back to like, lay it back at his feet. That's right. Give him the crowns back, baby. Amen. Like, just like the elders. Amen, bro. So yeah, man, it was, you know, Tony Evans is one of our spiritual fathers too. Yeah. Like we looked up to, especially early on in our faith. Yeah. And, um, to just know that he's in Dallas as well. Right. It's like, Come okay, on. a whole Come nother, on. you know, aspect of, of ministry is opening up there too. And I mean, I'll prophesy right now that I'll, you know, that Tony will be, you know, we'll shake hands overseeing me, will shake hands and I'll study with him. And I'm, you know, that's, that's my hope as well. But you know, I really want to stay faithful where the Lord called me and, and mercy culture seems to be that place that the Lord is stewarding me and the season. So um, wow. just being faithful, bro, it, for people at, back home, like they know how much I love Miami, you know, Miami is home to me and, mm-hmm. you know, my family's there, you know, my fiance is there. She loves it too. So, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, God knows what's best and we have to sometimes give up things that, you know, we want or desire and, really give it back to him and, and faith that he's going to, he's going to steward us the right way, you know? And, and yeah, man, it looks different from each person, you know, like obedience looks different. You know, God may not call people to move, you know, maybe he calls you to stay and honors you and your city that you want to stay in. But when you ask him to go from glory to glory, expect that things are going to be shaken up. And yeah. that's what we're seeing happening right now. So glory to God for that. Hey, let's go. So man, how you feeling about it all? I feel, I feel really good, bro. One thing about me is that like, I trust God so much. I've seen God in the lows. I've seen God in the highs. I've seen God in the, you know, in the middle. And, you know, I've seen just how faithful he is, you know, like we don't serve a God that is not concerned with every little thing. Like he knows every strand of hair on your head and my head. And, you know, that, that, that's so intimate. He's such a God of intimacy, you know, and he honors us, bro. He truly does, you know, and I know God is honoring me in this season and, Though it feels like I'm giving so much up, you know, to to do what he's asking me to do, it's like I, I'm gonna get so much more out of it than yeah. what I'm giving up. Right. Like he's bringing here for such a bigger reason than you even probably realize now, you know, big time. And like you've already seen that. Even just you thought you were coming to check out Fort Worth location, and then he gives you Dallas, and then he gives you the Sean Foyt um, let us worship, you know, worship night and whatnot. And it was just so cool to be able to see like already God's hand in it moving just so much, you yeah. know? And it's funny last night y'all came home and y'all told me the story and I was like, yo, I think this is like one of the craziest things that ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I hope you know my heart in that. It was just like being able to witness that and being a part of that, like that's that those chain of events mm-hmm. that led to this moment of like y'all coming home and be like, well, I guess we're, we're coming to Dallas. Like, yeah. you know, it was just so like, it was so confirmed in the spiritual that it was like you, it was like one of those things where like, once I heard a message about tithing in a way that was like taught really well, I said to myself, I was like, well, now that I know this, I can't turn back. It's almost like now that I see this and now that I know this teaching, now that I felt like the Holy Spirit conviction on this to like do the full 10, doing it as the first fruits, like being faithful in it, trusting God with the 90 more than the 10. Like once I was taught these things in a way that clicked in a way that like gave a conviction, but also like wanting to please the Lord, 
that's when I was like, man, I can't go back on this. I can't turn my back on that. That's turning yeah. my back on God. That's like serving money. That's not serving the Lord. You know, like, yeah. all right, like, even though it don't make sense on paper, here we go. And I think it's a very similar thing. It's like once you've you gotten all those words of prophecy and all those confirmations, all those signs with license plates and even me texting you like, yo, are you getting whispered? Uh, is, is tell, tell them that part. Yeah. So this was crazy. This was the whole thing that I feel like popped off, like the, not like popped off the whole thing, but popped off like our involvement and, in it and together. Before you t- and before you say it like this, I had said something earlier about the Lord speaking to me face to face. This is one of those moments where like literally he spoke to me face to face through you. So, right. Yeah. I was folding clothes, which <laughs> your boy don't really fold clothes that much, but I was blaring the lion song. Catherine was at dance, you know, the, it was, the kids were asleep early. Uh, it was an intimate moment, you know, I was just like, yo, let me honestly, like, let me serve my wife and fold these clothes. So I was doing a humble act for the Lord and for her. And I was like, all right, let me put on like Lion, the lo- which was a song that was just like, man, it was like you were saying, fortify my faith. Lion was doing that to me in that season. That's when I was writing the two sermons at my church and stuff like that, too. So I was just back in the word, back getting nerdy with the word and also realizing like, yo, the Lord's got me like in my bag out here, just pulling from different parts of scripture to be able to like glorify him. And I was just I was so pleased with what the Lord was doing in my own personal life that I felt closer to him because I was having more so more daily encounters involving his word, which is that's where I connect with him most this in creation is boom you know like creation as far as like being in mountains as well as me creating two different types but um so i was just feeling super juiced up charged up uh on like feeling like the holy spirit is with me all day you know you know like when you get that encounter and you like and you move with it throughout the rest of the day where you're like oh i'm unstoppable i just got the word in me like come on now Uh, i could do all things through christ who strengthens me even fold these clothes the way Catherine folds them (laughs) (laughs) you know not quite but uh at least close enough right and um so i'm folding the clothes and then uh the lion song is just keeps saying prepare the way prepare the way and it kept repeating that prepare the way of the lord and i'm just getting super juiced and then boom i just get hit with the the holy spirit like just downloaded the words of like olivier is being is um olivier is is moving here i I felt like that was the word like olivier is moving to texas to go to mercy culture and then i was like what and then so i immediately jumped down jumped like off i threw the clothes i was folding i ran to the bathroom to get my phone that was charging in there and i texted i said olivier sebastian ishiak is the lord whispering to you and jess to move to uh, dallas for mercy culture and then you're like call me (laughs) and i was like "Uh uh-oh and then i call you and then we just had the most amazing conversation about it well you share with me all these things i didn't even know i started talking to you about me inviting you to come you're like yeah i kept wondering like why you're inviting me to come it's kind of weird it's kind of we normally don't do it that way you know and then um next thing you're like i was working it's about to be a busy season and then the next thing you know, I'm like prophesying over you about something that you never even shared with me before. And I'm like, yo, what is this? The Lord is like doing all these things in a matter of like this two hour window so based special. off of the daily encounter I just had with him. And then fast forward like a week later um, at the next preaching camp that I'm in for the sermons that I present that night, we go over, Alex goes over um, on the marker board and he's asking us, what has the Lord been telling you in your daily encounters? Something that he said this month and nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. I'm like, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go, you know, and I'm like, this might be a little weird, but like, I'm feeling like mad spiritual, like, um, elevation through the fact that we're connected with mercy culture. So mercy culture is actually like our, 
our spiritual father right now. They're, they're leading us in ways. They're giving us resources. They're blessing us. They have us under their covering. And I was started just to feel this way. Uh, and I just expressed that to Alex during that encounter. I was like, that spiritual um, hunger that they have is like resonating with me. Like I'm feeling it like it's, it's pouring down into me. You know, I'm catching it essentially. I'm catching the hunger. Um, and then so on the marker board, we start, you know, digging apart that idea of like, this is the main idea. And we wrote a whole sermon about Exodus 33. Um, I think it was verses 11 through like 17 or something like that. Let me see. I got it pulled up. Um, yeah, it was um Yeah, it was 7 through um 11 was the was the main one. 33 7 through 11 and then next thing you know I'm reading the rest of it about the Lord's glory and Moses taking it with him and stuff like that, but the word of the word of that was basically like being around other spiritual leaders that the spiritually hungry people. Um, the spiritual hungry people. It's like yeah. it resonates and you catch it and, it and it elevates you and it grows you and it does all these things to get you in this place of like walking in the Lord's will. And then I just started, I shared that with you in another text. And you're like, whoa, 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 Moses, like, you know, you had something that the Lord put on your heart about that scripture too. And it's just all these things just came through together so beautifully. And now here we are, you know, you came home last night and I was like, confirmed, let's go. Like, and it's honestly like y'all were walking through this season, but I felt like I was walking it with y'all, you know, of like, you know, it seems like finally this season has kind of come to not like a close, but an understanding, which is yeah. like, I've been, we've been kind of needing that me and Catherine, because we've been walking through this in prayer with you guys for a few weeks now. And it's, it's been heavy. It's yeah. been really heavy yeah. of like, this is like one of the most insane things. So that's why I said on the couch, I yeah. was like, yo, this is one of the most insane things I've ever been through, you know, because yeah. I would have never in my third imagination, imagine y'all moving here yeah. with how much you love Miami and Florida. Yeah, bro. I had no idea either, bro. I had like, <laughs> there was no shot. You know, like I, <laughs> like she, I'm looking at my fiance right now. She's like, She's like, yeah, babe, like we, we have all the plans to stay in, in Miami and, you know, do our thing there in ministry. And, but God came and shook it up, bro. And I'm, I'm okay with it, you know? And there was a prophetic word that was spoken over me regarding you and us doing ministry together. That's and then right. if you remember a week before <laughs> I come, you send me a text message about the collaboration between both of our podcasts yeah, and possibly getting on in the studio and doing like a, you know, a consistent, you know, uh, back and forth podcast with us, you know, and. I know that's going to happen, but the Lord even spoke business over us and for us to get into business together as well. And I don't know if I'm sharing too much, but mm, I, listen, bro, like the Lord is, the Lord is doing so many different things right now. It'd be a good throwback Thursday clip. Listen, they would be right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, clip this up. But, but yeah, brother. So, it, you know, listen, man, we don't have to have everything understood that's or right. figured out. You know, we just have to take the step of obedience. And then from that everything kind of like, you know, spirals into where it needs to go. So, wow, that's so, yeah. so good. And so true. Yeah, man. Wow. What a journey, man. It's so pumped. exciting. Yeah. I'm but super what you, pumped. but what you were saying about, about the hunger thing, right? Yeah. Because the hunger thing is Stay so there. key. Like, you know, early on in my faith, bro, I had so much zealousness for the Lord. You can, you can attest to that. You know, we have a little Bible study going on with, with two guys, uh, Steven Medina and Johnny Rios. Mm-hmm. Shout out to those two. Like they are hungry right now for the word. They are hungry to know Jesus more. And it's beautiful because we were both there before That's right. the same as they are. And it's not to say that we're not there anymore, but there is a thing where you have to be around spiritually hungry people in order for that cup to be filled back up, you know? And, and the reason why I think I've stayed on fire is because the Lord has really put me in a place where people around me are like seeking him the same way I am, if not more. And that's, and, and for a Christian who wants more of God, get around people who want more of God too. Yeah, That's how you catch that hunger. You can't be taught hunger. Like 
you know, we think that doing a devotion in the morning is enough. Like, yeah, it's the starting point, but Jesus is a part of our everyday Every lives day. from start yeah. to finish. You know, like no two days are the same anymore because Jesus is involved in even the smaller things. Like I'm like, Jesus, like, do, you, do I go to, do I go do grocery shopping now or later? Like I, I talked to him about even those intimate, insignificant things that we think are not important, but it is to him. And if we would just realize that like, it's, it's more of a friendship and a, a fellowship than it is like this rule based thing where we're like constantly trying to just like please him and work and strive, then we, it, it becomes more of like pure and becomes more peaceful. It becomes more joy. His joy, he, he literally says in John 15, like, you know, my joy, my hope is that my joy will be, you know, in you and then your joy will be full. You know That's what I good. mean? So the, the reason why we can have that joy that Jesus gives and has is because we're communing with him. We're identified with him. We're, we're not, abiding in him. We're wearing the, the jersey of Christ. We're not That's ashamed right. of the gospel. The gospel right. is is everything to us. Yep. You know, and and um, yeah, bro, like I, I've, I've realized that so much in this season. It's like I need to continuously surround myself with people who are hungry. And it's not, a, you know, an indictment against people that who are not hungry because Listen, hunger comes and goes at times too in different seasons. You know what I mean? We, I used to like really seek the Lord at the, at, at the, you know, at the valleys, you know, but now I'm at a place now where even when I'm on that mountaintop, I'm seeking him just as hard, just as heavy, just as much mm. because I realized that like, this is, this is a race that I want to be faithful in. At the end of the day, at the end of my life, I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. Right. You know, that's the best thing you can hear. That's the best thing a Christian can hear. It ain't a miracle worker. It ain't a pastor. It's servant. None of that. Exactly. Amen, brother. And so for me, bro, I want to be, I want to be faithful with the little things. I want to steward what God gives me so that he can continue to bless me, you know, and go from glory to glory. Glory to glory. Amen. I so, love that. Hey, you mentioned uh, John Rios. He actually had a question. He said, uh, I, I feel a calling to get baptized, but I don't have a home church. Any advice? Yeah, bro. Like, uh, listen, man, if God has, if God has impressed on your heart to get baptized, I don't think I'm not going to, I'm going to rephrase that. If God is impressed on your heart to get baptized, ask him where, just ask him, be like, yeah. Lord, where, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? It's less important about the church that you get baptized in more than it is your heart posture. That's what right. is your heart posture? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you doing this for, because you think it's the right thing to do and you see your boys got baptized and you think it's you know going to benefit you or you're doing it because you have completely come to a place of surrender and sub and submitting your will to over to God. And you're like, God, I want to be identified with you. I want to receive your Holy spirit. Mm. And I want to go after your calling and your purpose that you put on my life. That's good. If that's where you're at, that's good. then it doesn't matter the, the, the intangibles, the X, Y, and Z, where, when, how, like Lord will just, he will lead you to that, you know, and I'll, I'll release a testimony over you. The first time I got, I was born again, I was baptized, you know, um, I was going to, it was like a mega church, you know, really good church. Shout out to, um, what is it called? Babe? City Walk, City Life, City, City Life, Life in Tampa. Shout out, shout out to them because that's where I, I initially got baptized, and they weren't even my home church at that time. They were just a church that during the pandemic were actually open. They didn't, they didn't fall to the trap of the enemy trying to close them down. So I was like, this is a good sign that that's you dope. know, like these people are standing firm. Do you know the pastor's name by chance? I'm not sure. She okay. could probably get the pastor's name. But shout out to City Life, bro. They're doing great things, amazing things. But like I said, they weren't my home church initially. But the Lord had been stewarding me to like get in the word. And every time I read the word, it was like baptism, it was Holy Spirit. Mm. It was New Testament, just like church and all that. And I'm like, okay, Lord. So I remember one of the days that I went, I guess early on, I had sent my number on the welcome packet. They texted me after I had been praying and said whether I should get baptized or not. And they texted me and said, hey, we're having baptism next Friday. Are you, are you available? Do you feel led to get baptized? 
I text them back immediately, like, absolutely. Put my name, boom. And I just went to get baptized, bro. Only person that showed up was Jess and my aunt. And that was it, bro. I, I didn't, I, I reached out to a few people. People were working and, you know, understandably so. But my heart posture wasn't to have an audience. It wasn't right. to do things to be seen or, you know, even though baptism is an outward expression of inward faith, it was like, I was concerned about, Lord, you called me to get baptized. And so, there's still witnesses. You know? Amen. Yeah. And there's still witnesses there, right? And so, and we saw, bro, this Sunday, I saw the power amen. of what a witness of a baptism looks like. Amen. My church thread, bro, we saw like seven baptisms and it was the first ever baptism since like our opening weekend. And it was so powerful. I didn't see the first one. I wasn't there on Easter, unfortunately, but this one was the first one I got to witness at my home church and just seeing the enthusiasm, seeing the joy, seeing people praising and clapping and cheering for these people that are, you know, making that declaration of faith in a, in a way that's just very, just, oh, it's just so beautiful because it's, it's, you know, it's not fun to get dunked underwater, but it's like, I'm doing it for you, Lord. I'm going in here fully clothed with socks on. I'm going to get my socks wet for Jesus. Bro, yo. Pull, pull up that visual again, bro. Of you getting baptized? Yeah. yeah Cause but, I just like, I just released that, bro. Even the second time I got baptized, like we, you heard the story earlier. Yeah. Like, bro, jeans and a polo. You didn't bring no clothes. You and, have no towel. And, bro, that was my favorite my favorite pair of jeans that day, too, bro. Dang. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? But look at that joy coming out the water, bro. Like, Dang, Why do you go to the beach in jeans, though? That's a that's a, that's a real question right there. I mean, look, bro. <laughs> I, that, was, that, I, was, I was partnering with Pride that day, so maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was the reason why. But thank the Lord we're on the other side now, and I'm forgiven, and I repented. But yeah. that was the conclusion of it. Hey, How beautiful, you know? Look at that. That's complete surrender, dude. And look at just the joy on David's face. David is the one in in the hat right there uh, for those watching right now. And man, it's just, it's so beautiful. And I love that. And it's actually funny because um, yesterday was the day of the baptisms that I saw. You came home with all those words of like encouragement of like everything that you saw, all those confirmations. And actually I had a, my li a listener friend from Africa, uh, South Africa that found the show randomly just by, you know, searching online or something like that. I found it, him and his fiance started listening it on like road trips and in the car together. And they were like, man, we, they messaged me like probably like a month and a half, maybe two months ago saying that they're feeling like led to get baptized. And I was like, bro, like do it. Like it's, it's like a great thing, you know? And then next thing you know, I log in the Instagram yesterday and I'm scrolling and I see them getting baptized in the ocean just like that. Wow. Uh, him and his fiance. And it was cool because the gentleman that baptized the, the, the gentleman uh, was like them two. And then next thing you know, you see that the, the, the husband pretty much uh, baptizing his fiance and stuff wow. like that. Uh, and it was just a beautiful declaration of faith and just being able to see that like God is still moving right now. Amen. Like we always think like, Oh, the culture is so bad. And like, you know, the world is, is like turning upside down, but like God is still on the move. Y'all like, Amen. And, let, and, let, and let's, let's switch gears real quick. Since he's moving, like, Tell the, tell the people about what he's doing right now and you. We're going oh. we're going we're taking the road. We're going on tour right now like yeah man, it's been um the Lord man has been uh on the way back from um I didn't even think I was going to start here in this story, but on the way back from Tennessee, um I talked to Kaylin and um she became part of like our team and I was just like, "Wow, the Lord sent me somebody to like help, you know, in ways that um, is, is that I needed, you know, in ways to think bigger. Uh, he also sent me Aaron Rocamontes who actually just commented. Amen. Yeah. I love not him. too long ago. Shout yeah. out to Aaron. Yeah. Love you, brother. A, yeah, man. Always showing support, bro. Always showing love. And I love the episodes you guys do together, bro. Super, yeah. super great guy, bro. Yeah. He's, he's, he's them too have been like just pouring into me, man. When it comes to like, just being somebody that I can turn to for advice as well as like, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. And like, um, so like I had a phone call with Kaylin. I'm like, come be, come like, come to I like birds for a couple months, see what happens. Like, and she had experience at Bethel and everything. And, um, it was just so cool to just be able to see like God 
not open that door. And just he had me thinking bigger from that moment. And since that whole trip to go write the book in Tennessee, he was showing me like he actually, you know, had me, you know, consecrate. I like birds to him again when it Amen. came to the name. Like if he took away the name and made me rename it, would I be OK with that? And he made me like I boohoo cried like, I don't know, man, I, I spent three years working on this thing for you. You know, and like it was it was his to begin with. But at the same time, he like put that on my heart. Like, would I be OK with that? And I was like, yeah, you know, I will for you, you know, and we had a conversation when I was out there that really helped me kind of in that in that process as well. And um, so I'm writing out there. I'm just writing for God again, you know, in a way that was like, you know, I haven't experienced that since um, since that book. Honestly, I was I got back and I was doing the live episodes, uh, which was a little bit less of the solo episodes where I would write them out, you know, back in the day. Um, and I finished the book. So I kind of needed a break from writing. I was writing for work. So it was so nice to just be able to connect with him in the spirit, in nature, in the mountains, kind of how I was in the RV journey. And um just being able to like connect with him and he felt so tangible out there. And I was like, I missed you. I almost, I like, I teared up, bro. I was like, I missed you, Jesus. Like I haven't felt this like way for a while now. It's like, it's like I was moving on faith of like what I knew his word to be true. I was moving on what he already did, but it was like, I went a few seasons without him like touching my heart, you know, Mm -hmm. in a way that I needed him to touch. And when I was out there, he touched me, especially, you know, being there for Armani and stuff like that and just seeing what he saw during his last days of life. And I kind of needed to get over that hump that like my heart was like broken for Armani still, you know, I needed to see the river where he lost his life and pray down there and like ask to be like healed down there, honestly. And so once I got healed, it was almost like, all right, it's, and, and he kind of just spoke over this word to me about like, it's time to spread your wings and fly. Mm. You know, he sent me a bird nest when I was in Tennessee on the ground. And I was like, what is this? I get back to Texas. There's another bird nest on my land, two bird nests in two weeks, two different States. What? You know, I'm like, I've never seen a bird nest in my life. And I'm holding two of the very similar ones in my hands. And it was, yeah, it was so wild hone them and like, you know, go fly. And then, um, next thing you know, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how it happened where the Lord just put on my heart to, um, to go, to go preach. Um, it was one of those things where it was just like, he, he spoke it, you know, he just spoke it. Like, I want you to like, I I called you to be a pastor. I called you to be a speaker and be a voice for Jesus. Like, go do that. Like, trust me to go do that. So I just started putting things in motion and uh, Kaylin helped me come up with like a plan to be able to like um, reach out to pastors and churches. And uh, we came up, I talked to another pastor. He gave me a great idea. I was like, yo, uh, Pastor Aaron, what do I got to do to, if I sent you an email to come speak at your church, how do I not get buried in your email box? And he was like, man, we get a lot of emails. And I was like, yeah, so how do I stand out in the email or whatever? He's like, make a video, make a minute video telling your story. And whatnot. And I was like, all right, cool. Appreciate that. And then I shared the idea with a couple other friends. They're like, yeah, that video idea sounds great. Do that. I had another pastor confirm it in Oklahoma. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm making a video. And then Kaylin's helped me kind of piece together the idea. And then um, I hired a video, video editor to put it all together. Me and Taylor work, worked on it while here. And then let's watch the video and then we'll talk a little bit more about let's it. Let's go. Because it was fire. He woke up so pissed. He's like, Dad, what's this EBT card? <laughs> My name is Zach Ripley, and in 2020, my life took an unexpected turn. All of my comedy dates were scratched off my calendar, and I had no idea what the future looked like. While stuck in the house, I discovered the book of John, and that's when everything changed. 
I knew that God was calling me to be a voice for Jesus, and I obediently launched the I Like Birds podcast, which became a beacon of light during a dark time. Many people, including friends, found faith and salvation through it, and it became a top 2% global podcast in just three years. Today, with God's help, I'm a published author, a professional speechwriter, and an active leader in my local church. In 2022, I attained my ministry license, further walking in the call. My mission is to share God's faithfulness, one story, one laugh, and one word at a time. We do it for the one, and now I'm going on tour. Sheesh. First of all, that's probably one of the smoothest videos I've seen in 2023. <laughs> like, can we just get like some round of applause like for that, bro? Because that was... Woo, bro. Thank you, bro. Special, bro. Yeah. And special. It, and just being able to like realize that like the Lord was calling me because I, I spoke in man's night back in um at my church Calvary in February. And I was able to share my story while also sharing a word with people about putting on the jersey of Christ. You know, making sure that you don't keep your faith in the closet, making sure people know whose team you're on, you know, mm-hmm. and that was the message. And that was, I was able to really make people laugh. I was made, made I made uh, people think, I made people want to like, you know, go out there and be, you know, vessels for Christ in a bold way. And I've never experienced so much love after something. It felt like the comedy days, but on steroids because it was for the kingdom. Amen. And just being able to see, like, I, I left that place. I sold out of every book that I brought. I brought 20 copies and people bought them. Had a huge spike in podcast numbers. People showing love at the church. It was a beautiful thing, right? And as I leave, I just remember driving in my car and I was on my way to go play ball with Turner. And I remember just feeling to myself like, that was it. That was the vision the Lord gave me when he told me to like be a pastor and be a voice for him, you know? And it was just so special and it was so beautiful because it like, it, and I, I, th- I thought from that moment, I was like, oh, this is it. Like all these opportunities are going to open up. Like Tommy from Calvary is going to just tell every pastor in town that I crushed. And it didn't happen that way. But that was my expectation of like, you know, all these things are going to happen, but it wasn't going to happen. And nobody was, nobody was going to do it for me. I had to like go directly to the God for it. Wow. And when I, when I came directly to him for it and I told him that that was on my heart, that's what like, I felt like he's been calling me to do, like open the doors. He started opening the doors. When I started moving in the faith and like getting Kaylin to write some email prompts and we started doing the video, we started doing all these things over the last like three, four weeks now. That's when um the Lord blessed with like bookings before I even launched the video. Like I was on a Zoom call and uh, Pastor Lucas, he asked us, he was talking about like visualizing. He says, the Lord wants you to visualize your goals. And he gave scriptures from Psalms, from from Abraham. Visualization is a big Mm, thing to the the Lord. Like he wants us to do that because he wants to honor that. You know, he wants us to think, he wants us to ask him for the vision of what what he what uh, he wants for our lives. So he asked us to like write down our our vision and like at the end of the year, what do you want your next year to look like, or what do you want to have accomplished by the end of the year? One of those two. And then so he opened up the floor again. Nobody nobody chimed in. I was like, I'll go, you know. So I mm-hmm. shared with him my heart. Of like I would love to have like tour dates on the books for January. That's when I'm, you know, in my mind. That's when the Lord kind of told me to plan it. He also put Oklahoma at the top of my list. His church. I have no idea why. He just, he told me Oklahoma is my first spot I'm going to go to. And then next thing you know, I share openly that like, that's my goal. And then boom, Pastor Lucas immediately is like, put us on your calendar. We'll put some money behind it. Come on through, come on down. Like just so excited, so enthusiastic about it. Like we'd love to have you. And he's always been so supportive, such a, such a fan of the show and our ministry. He even said one time something so powerful. Number one, he said, I have anointing on me, which was just, you know, always, always blessed to hear from another pastor who has anointing called me entrepreneur. And I was like, Hey, a pastor said I'm an entrepreneur. I appreciate that. You know, you don't want to <laughs> call yourself an entrepreneur sometimes, you know, when other people say it, it's really nice. And then he says that our uh, content and our 
and our plat and our platform and our um and our podcast is like is 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 worthy of getting millions of views. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it just hasn't happened yet, but it's it's going there. It has it has the power to do that, you know, the reach mm-hmm. and whatnot and the impact. And I was just receiving all these words from him. I'm like, I receive, I receive. And just the fact that he just opened that door is just crazy. And here's another God thing. My last booking that I had for stand-up comedy was in Oklahoma. Wow. It was at the casino, the Apache Casino in um, Lawton, Oklahoma. So my last tour date was in Oklahoma and my first tour date for ministries in Oklahoma. Special. So special. So uh, we don't have any other dates right now booked around Oklahoma right now, but we did get booked at... um, at an Intuba fundraiser this Friday in Alvarado. Uh, I have that graphic too, Taylor, if you want to put that up so that people can come through. Uh, Intuba is actually the organization that we had on during that episode with Chase and Yvette uh, when mm. we called it uh, Are You Culturally Christian? That episode where we kind of talked about what their nonprofit's doing out there. So uh, somebody from our church heard that episode, bro. This is crazy. I don't even think I told you this. Somebody from our church, Teresa and Mike, heard that episode and then started be, like, having a heart for Intuba, invited them to come to two key ministry, uh, Keys to Ministries in Alvarado to raise money for their ministry needs. Wow. So they're providing like Olive Garden. So come through. There's like only 100 seats. So come through. You can get some free Olive Garden. Special. Hear about Intuba, what they're doing out there Amen. for uh, Zimbabwe and just, you know, giving people water, digging wells, like doing some amazing things for the kingdom. And they asked me to come speak and share my heart. They said, bring your book uh, to to to, um, to sell afterwards as well so I can share a little bit about the book. So I'm excited. You know, first one in town and obviously the Lord opens doors like this happened. I'm telling you before I even launched a video. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like you think like, oh, once I launched a video, all these things are going to happen. And then, no, it happened way before that, you know, so. Uh-huh. Just moving in that and knowing that that God has a plan for that and just being able to like, you know, you've, you've, you've kind of spoke this over me before. You're like, bro, like you're going to go like do comedy on the road again, like in a Christian way. And I was like, I don't know, maybe when the Lord calls me back, but the Lord like said that he's going to use everything that he's given me up until this point, like wow. from speech writing, from comedy to uh, just the the podcast, like book writing, like wow. the, the gift of gab, like he's going to use it all for his glory. And I can't wait. Amen, I'm excited. I can tell, bro. It's exuding from you. You got the you got the Moses shine on you, bro. Hey, I'm excited. Yeah, I have to pull up and wear a veil real quick. I'm excited, bro. And I and I just can't wait to like, because when I encountered the people in the flesh in February, it, it made me see that like it's such an opportunity to like minister to people one on one. Like as much as I'm so grateful for everybody that listens, there's this it hit different when you're in the physical. You know, when you're able to just shake hands, hug, pray over people. Uh, it's, it's just it's something different that. Uh, I feel like we'll connect people to our to our ministry as well as connect people to the Lord even more, which is like something so special. You my know? boys, my boys, taking it on the road, bro. There's nothing better than that, bro. Taking the show on the road. Yeah, Lord's giving you like so much like opportunities this season, bro. I just feel like there's favor that's resting upon your life, and I just speak life into that, bro. Like everything that the Lord has spoken over you, like the Lord knew you when you were in your mother's womb. Yeah, and how beautiful is that? You know, like he had plans, bro, still that have yet to be uncovered, bro. And I know this is just the starting point of what God is going to do. And may he get all the glory from it, bro. You know, may he be glorified. You know, that's the that's the biggest thing of, of everything and why we do it is to glorify Jesus, bro. The one that the Lord sent, you know, the one that God sent to us. So, yeah, bro, I just speak life over you, bro, in this new season, man. And Thank for you, man. both of us, man, there's so much going on. And uh, I'm just thrilled to see two young men who you know, started, bro, at, you know, such a different place, bro. And <laughs> here we are, bro, we're talking about Jesus. I mean, we've been here like, ah, man, it's amazing, bro. And this is a testament to just like the goodness of God. I don't know what else is, bro. Like, it's, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, bro. You know? And just to be able to like live in that and also be able to testify about that for others to see like, yo, my life has changed 
dramatically in three years of just how much he's even just from my not just like oh uh, we have a like we got in our house and we have another child but like my heart like my character like even the things that like the other day we're walking through um heb and this dad like got snippy with his kid and i like i heard it and i said to myself like man i need to like work on that I, you know i felt like i felt conviction through another human you know what i mean like yeah. that's how much the lord was speaking to me is speaking to me constantly of like how he wants to sharpen like my character and my heart and uh, you know, I think I'm a I'm a good father, but also there's always room for improvement when, when when you're um when you're walking with God. You know, you want to be able to like you want to give them a life that that uh, you didn't have, but you also want to raise them up to be like a kingdom warrior. You know, yeah. and be able to like be a voice for Jesus and not have you know childhood trauma or childhood things that like make them want to turn from God but turn to God. Mm. You know, you want to lead them well. You know, because we get a lot of uh, PKs on this show. Actually, for, ironically, we get a lot of uh, pastor kids on this show. Like, wow. I think we've had probably like five or six now. Uh, maybe even seven, probably like seven, honestly. And I always, I, I try to like bring up the question, like how can, you know, um, how can like parents make sure that they're, you know, raising their kid up in the word correctly without it being something that ostracizes them or like makes them go the opposite way in rebellion and prodigal son and stuff like that. So it's always interesting to hear people's responses to that. Cause I'm personally, you know, obviously I'm, I'm walking with the Lord and I'm trying to be a voice for Jesus. I want to make sure my kids, you know, uh, following those footsteps, not just my footsteps, but Jesus's footsteps Amen. specifically, you know? So, uh, I always try to ask that question cause it's very like, you, I just want to tread lightly with that, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's amazing, bro. The Bible says that if you, if you train up a, a child in the ways of the Lord, he won't depart from it, you know? And for me in this season, preparing for marriage, preparing for having children as well, it's like, you know, you want to work out these different things before you have kids, but obviously you have to realize that you just have to rely on Christ at the end of the day. Like none of us have been trained on how to be a father or how to be a husband, you know what I mean? But the word talks about it. We can, you know, get as much of that word in us as we can, but we have to walk it out with Holy Spirit, you know? And for me, like being a father, a future father is exciting because I'm, I'm I, recently in this past week, the Lord has highlighted to me to begin praying for my future children mm. and the mantles that they're going to receive from me and their mother. And the reason why is because, you know, just like David, David was so zealous for God. He wanted to do, build him a temple, bro. You know, and what happened, you know, his, his offspring is who actually, you know, did it. And it yeah, was Solomon wild. who built the temple. You know, and he was the most wise man in the world and had, you know, the unlimited wealth and all these things. So, you know, it's, it's when you start thinking about lineage, you start thinking about your, 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 um, your last name and the impact that you're going to leave. I mean, it's your children, you know, so they're sponges. Obviously your kids right now are in a season of just like really watching us and they're learning how to, how to worship Jesus. They're learning how to have godly conversation and they're learning what's important, what's not. So it's like, we have to really walk that out the right way, you know, so that our kids can take these these things and they can be further along than than we were at this point in our lives. And I was, you know, we're leaving the house today and I was I was looking at your little son and um, it got me emotional because I was like, man, like you have no idea, bro. Like this kid is going to start like you started from here. He's going to already start from here, bro. Like mm -hmm. what God is going to do with him is going to be extraordinary. You know, and, and obviously you've done the work already and, and stewarding his little heart the right way, praying over them. and Which one are you talking about? I have two uh, little ones. Uh, Zeke. Zeke. Yeah, Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. And, you know, obviously like Malachi, the same thing with him. He's, he's, he's going to be the governor. Yeah, I think he's going to be a governor <laughs> one day for sure. Absolutely. But just looking at both of them, bro, it's like it gives me hope that this next generation, you know, um, is going to be well taken care of with leaders. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it's up to us, bro. You know, the, the Lord is raising up Debras right now, mothers who are going to mm. stand the gap for their children. I really truly believe that, and bro, that's what uh, Yvette said on our show. Yeah, bro. for Zimbabwe, right? Yeah, yeah that, that, that he's raising up Deborahs. He's raising up like men of God who are going to stand in the gap for 
not only their generation, but the younger generation and teach these kids the right way to, to usher in the presence of the Holy Spirit, be led by the Holy Spirit, worship the Lord in spirit and truth. Like all these things are, you have to be taught them, you know what I mean? But they actually, we go back to the thing, you have to be around people who are spiritually hungry. So these kids need to see that mom and dad are hungry for Jesus. How, how do you expect them to be hungry for Jesus if they're not w- waking up and seeing you praise and worship and talk about Jesus and teach them about him? You know what I mean? So it, it's keeping that fire, bro. It's it's like taking that cup of water and just being filled back up and filling other people up. And um, man, I'm just so thrilled, bro. Like I'm moving into a season of marriage and I'm just so thankful that the Lord, you know, placed a godly woman in Jessica in my life, bro, because I, you know, you know, I tell her all the time, like, man, if God didn't send a godly woman, I would have just been like Paul. I'll just be out here just doing the single thing, doing <laughs> ministry, that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just so cool, bro. Like you, you don't know the plans that God has for you, bro. You know, but when you trust him, bro, and you, and you follow him, bro, and you let him lead your life, bro, like it will be the greatest thing you ever, like the, the greatest ride that you'll ever be on. You know, no two, two days are the same, bro. You know what I mean? Every day is full of joy. It's full of excitement. It's full of wonder and awe. And uh, the things of God is so deep. It's so exciting. You know what I mean? And I just love impressing that on the viewers and the people that we, you know, get to minister to on this platform. It's like, bro, you know, try to get to a place of, of not thinking of this religion or this faith thing as like a, a do and don't thing and more think about it as an opportunity you know, the Bible says in Revelation that the, the mm-hmm. Lord stands at the door and knocks. You know, That's a lot good. of people out there today are, are hearing the knock on their door. We're, we're in unprecedented times all across the board. Right. You know, there's war and, 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 you know, right now in Israel, you know, they're getting bombed. They're, they're in an active war and we're seeing people dying. We're seeing people, um, you know, who are waking up and that was their last day, bro. And it's like, we need to really make a, make a decision. Like if you are walking the line right now, like you need to make a decision on whether you're going to give your life to Jesus or not, bro. The time is short. I'm not here to scare people. You know, it's not a scare tactic. It's just the reality of it. You know, you and I, we made a procession of faith. We're walking with Christ and, and we, you know, we're talking about all the beautiful fruit that's come from it, yeah. you know, how he's transformed our lives. But at the end of the day, like our job is to proclaim the gospel, you know, like if I never get another like or another share or anything like that, am I wearing that jersey of Christ in my personal life? Am I walking in a way that people can look at my life and say, wow, I want to be known with Jesus. I want to, I want to walk with Jesus. I want to, you know, accept him, not for what he gives me, but for what he's already given me, what he's Amen. already done for me, Amen. you know? So it's, 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 it's a pivotal time right now, bro. Like, you know, within the, within the church, we're stepping up, like I said, but you know, we have to get to a place where we're getting outside of ourselves and realizing that this thing is not about just us and our calling, our purpose. Like it's, it's about other people. Our redemption, he says, look up, our redemption draws near. For Christians, we have peace. There's a hope. There's a future for us. We're cemented. We're solidified with salvation. There's no fear. There's, there's nothing in that. But for people who don't know him yet, my heart still hurts. You know, and that's, that's the duty of us. You know, you going on tour, like that, that's, that's the opportunity that God has given us to spread the gospel and love with love. And, you know, it's, it's special, bro, because the Lord has given us so much wisdom about so many different things, but the gospel is so simple. Jesus came, he died for you and I so that we can be reconciled back to God Mm. and to have eternity spent with him. And I was, I will continue preaching that simplicity of the gospel everywhere I go. And you'll be surprised that testifying about Jesus, it, it, it's the easiest thing you will ever do because it's not you that draws sinners to repentance. It's his loving kindness and it's his Holy Spirit. That's All right. you need to do is say yes. All you need to do is say, Lord, I'm willing. And, and so he seeds. will do the rest. 
And that's what the podcast is about as well as sowing seeds, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just stepping out in faith, bro. And and at that looks different for each person. But, you know, in this season, I feel called to the Jewish people, you know, and I actually met a, a, a beautiful person last night who's actually doing just that, bro. She's, she's teaching this newer generation um, not to be, not to, not to partner with anti-Semitism, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's beautiful to understand, uh, that we've been grafted into that family, bro, of Jewish believers, you know? And I, I just want to really want to speak that over to like the viewership right now. Like if you have something in your heart towards the Jewish people, and I know I'm kind of switching gears now, I'm just That's being good. Holy Spirit led here. If you, if you feel like you have something against the Jewish people and maybe we make jokes, maybe we feel some type of way about the way the media has portrayed them and you begin to partner with that, Come into repentance. The Bible says that I will bless those who bless Israel. Hmm. So it's important that us as believers understand our positioning within this faith. The Jewish people are God's actually chosen elected people, regardless of whether they have accepted Jesus or not, that his covenant still stands with Israel. Gentiles, us who have been ushered in and, and, and grafted into that family, it's a beautiful opportunity that God gave us through their denial of Jesus but the Bible says, how much more beautiful will it be when the actual chosen branches come back to Jesus and we all live in this harmony and in this, in this, in this fruitfulness of, of, of Jewish and Gentiles being together in one. And that's what he said. There's, there's no differentiation between Jew or Gentile anymore. We're all brothers and sisters. Right. So we need to stand with Israel. We need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we need to stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters, regardless of what uh, we may feel and the way the the media is portraying them, it's important that we do so. And so that that's just something I want to share. And that was on my heart, you know, um, you know, because of what's happening right now. And, you know, I attend a church in, in, um, in Miami, Florida called New Wine Ministries. And we have a lot of Jewish believers that, that actually believe in Jesus, you know, and it's a beautiful thing when these Jewish brothers turn their lives over to Yeshua. You know, and and, and um, you need to be in prayer for that as well. You know, it's not just the Gentiles that need saving. It's it's the Jewish people, yeah. you know, and I, that's been something that's been on my heart and I've been praying into as well in this season for the Jewish people to know their Messiah because I feel like, you know, the, the gospel needs to preach to all, to all corners of the world. You know, we're, we're here in America, but, you know, we're called to obviously evangelize these people as well. So for people out there, maybe if you've been called to to evangelize to the Jewish people or maybe you've been called to that ministry of of, of you know, speaking directly to them, like take that seriously because God will drastically bless you and, 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 you know, do some wonderful things. Um, if you, if you're willing, you know, so that's so good. And I love what you were saying a little bit before the Israel thing about, uh, just people needing to understand that it's not, you know, we, we talked about this at breakfast and I wanted to kind of stay in this, this realm of thought of, you know, what it, what it means to come to the cross, what it means to accept salvation. I think you shared with me, you had a brother that was like, he wasn't willing to come to that because he didn't feel like he can, le- like he wasn't qualified there yet. What, what was it like? He wasn't leveled up. Yeah. A lot of people think that in there, you know, they have to clean up. They have to get there clean That's before what they get in that water. Right. But the water is to get clean. That's the water right. is to be identified with Christ. Mm-hmm. None of us, you know, all of us are, are in sin. All of us are wicked. All of us without Jesus, are, you know, we're, we're on our way to hell. That's what it is. The wages of sin is death. But because of the sacrifice of Jesus, He's the one that washes you clean. It's by his blood, it's by his stripes that we are anything and able to come. The Bible says that we're able to boldly walk through the throne room. You know, in the Old Testament, people weren't able to do that. It was only the priests that were able to be in that area. Mm -hmm. But now we, you and I, all of us can boldly walk in that throne room, the holiest of holiest, because of that, that sacrifice that Jesus made. And we can go and directly speak to the Father in heaven. 
Wow. How amazing is that? So amazing. You know, but it's it's not by anything that you've done or haven't done. Right. And it's not, and people latch on to sin, you know, like, oh, I, I still sin with this or I sin with this. I can't come. It's like, you're never going to be fully um, revoked of sin. You know, it's always something that you get sanctified. Sanctified is a process. Simon, no Simon. Simon Satan yes. has. So it was crazy is that verse, bro. Yeah. And maybe you can even pull that verse up, but. You know, that verse it literally entails what you're talking about right now. You know, uh, give the people a little synopsis, like Jesus is about to go to the cross, you know, and, and uh, he begins to prophesy that basically Peter will deny him three times before the crew, before the roaster, uh, the rooster crows. And, you know, Peter being Peter, you know, is, is like, Lord, no, there's no way I'm going to follow you into death. And, you know, it, it's a it's a beautiful picture where Jesus is telling him. You know, like after you deny me, after telling him like, yo, this is what's going to happen. You know, Peter is like feeling some type of way, but he says, after you've denied me, strengthen yourself and go and strengthen your brothers. And we talked about this recently. And maybe if you want to go ahead. I found and it. Yeah. I found Thank God. <laughs> you, know, you're looking, you know what I mean? Fast I was like, what did she say? She said, she said, Luke 22 verse 31, Simon, Simon, look out. Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when you have turned your back, strengthen your brothers. And it's so beautiful because he, Jesus just told Peter, you are going to deny me. You're mm -hmm. going to walk away from me. You're going to walk away from the faith. You've walked with me for this long and you're going to deny that you even knew me. That's right. Right. So a lot of us out there are like, oh my God, P Peter's so pitiful. He's terrible. He's this, he's that. But did, you, did Jesus acknowledge anything so, after that? So Jesus said after that, he said, Lord, uh, uh, Peter said, Lord. I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Yeah. But, he, but he acting like he was a rider. He overselling. He overselling for <laughs> sure. And then, and then Jesus says, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you deny three times that you know me. Amen. And then he follows up by saying, but after you deny me, after you've, you've, you literally, you've done exactly what shouldn't have been done, strengthen yourself and strengthen your brothers. What does that say? Right. He's, he wasn't even focused on the sin. That's right. He wasn't fixated on the falling. He wasn't fixated on Peter being. And that was before he went to the cross. Exactly. But like, let's look at John 20 ish mm -hmm. where, um, after the cross mm -hmm. and then he, and then Jesus comes up to the, um, to the shore and he's walking down the shore and Peter sees him from the boat. Cause remember Peter, like after he denied him three times, went back to doing what he did before he went, before he was with Christ, right. he went back to being a fisherman. Yeah. And then um, Jesus is walking on the shore. And then, and then uh, you remember Peter jumps out of the boat once he sees him and he swims in his, he didn't even take off his, um, so called tunic. Turn, um, or it's like a, yeah, like a tunic. Or like yeah, tunic. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't even take off the tunic before he jumped in the water. And I just love that because it just shows that he was so excited to see Jesus. Let's see. Let me find it real quick. Okay, here he goes. It's in uh, John 21. If you got your Bibles, please turn to it. <laughs> And then so Jesus says, I'm, or, uh, Simon Peter says, I'm going fishing to the disciples. And then he says, we're coming with you. They told him they went out and they got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. When daybreak came, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Friends, Jesus called to them. You don't have any fish, do you? No, they answered. And I, and I envisioned this kind of like far away. You know, to where it's like not super close where they know it's Jesus. They probably just hear a voice. Yeah, I think in the Amplified it said that he didn't really know it was Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cast the net on the right side of the boat, Jesus told them, and you'll find some. 
So they did, and they were un, and they were unable to haul it in because of the large number of fish. Once again, the Lord is blessing. Mm-hmm. The net could barely even get pulled up into the boat. The disciple, the one Jesus loved, which is John, my man John, said to Peter, it is the Lord, with an exclamation point. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tied his outer clothing around him, for he had taken it off and plunged into the sea. Since they were not far from the land, about 100 yards away, so there you go, says about 100 yards away, the other, disciple, the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish lying on it and bread. Bring some of the fish you've caught, Jesus told them. So Simon Peter climbed up and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Wow. Come and have breakfast, Jesus told them. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. That uh, This was now the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had eaten breakfast, we're going a little long here, but that's okay. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? um, Insinuating the fish. Yes, Lord, he said to them, said to him, you know, I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. A second time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he said to them, you know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep, Jesus told him. Peter asked him the third time, or Jesus asked him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved, which is a word you've used a lot this week, Olivia. Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep, Jesus said. Truly, I'll tell you, when you were younger, you would tie your belt and walk wherever you wanted. But when you grow old, you would stretch out your hands and someone else would tie you and carry you where you don't want to go. Wow. He said this to indicate by what kind of death Peter would glorify God. Because remember, Peter was actually uh, um, crucified upside down. So that was Jesus telling him how he's going to go out. Wow. After saying this, he told him, follow me. So it's just so interesting that we never see in this scripture where Jesus is over here talking about his sin. And and what's beautiful is that he denied Jesus three times. Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? Wow. That's what he was concerned with. Jeez. He wasn't concerned with the sin. Right. He was concerned with, do you love me? That's so good. Yeah. And it's beautiful, bro, because it's, it paints the perfect picture of like, the loving kindness that our savior has towards us. Like I said earlier, it's, it's not, it's not his wrath that leads sinners to repentance. That's the right. Bible says it's, it's loving kindness, his mm. long sufferingness that leads us into repentance. That grace and that mercy. Amen. Bro. And when you have a good understanding of the mercy that you've been given, that makes you fall in love with Jesus all over again and deeper and more. And it makes you want to please him. And that's where sin, I feel like gets, um, gets buried is when you're starting to, he's starting to break the chains for you because you're starting to see like, I don't want to sin no more because I just want to please you, Lord. I know that sin keeps me away from you. I don't want to be kept away from you. I want you to be with me at all times. I don't want to be, I don't want to be on the right side of the truck when I'm driving in the car and you're over here on the left and I'm looking out the window and not even close to you. You know, I want to be closer to you and closer to you. And check this out. I'm going to do a prophetic act right now to kind of paint the picture, right? Because people say, you know, sin separates us from God, Mm -hmm. right? This pretend me, I'm Jesus right now. And I'm talking to you. Yo, Zach, I love you. Zach, I love you. Zach, I love you. Zach, I love you. What What happened there? It gets fur- the sound gets further and further away. Why? Well, but but did he did he did he move? Did his position? Mm-hmm. I was still right here. Yeah. But that voice got quieter and quieter as it moved. Oh, let's go. That's what happens when you sin. It's not that the Lord leaves you. Mm. Just like I told the, the, the you know that that podcast that I did is like the Holy Spirit is grieved. Yes, but the Holy Spirit never leaves you. Jesus has never left you. Right. You have just allowed it to separate 
and not be able to hear from him. That's a bar. That's a bar. Clip that. <laughs> Dang, that's so powerful, man. And it just shows that we have such a good God. And it's like, that's why that's what we want to tell people. And it just breaks my heart when it's like they have such a preconceived notion of who God is. And it's like, man, just open this up and read, read, read a gospel, please. Yeah. You know, I actually saw this um on a post today, actually, when I was here that I don't even know who the who the artist's name is, but um, the artist, there was a video of her, like, you know, shaking her butt on stage. And um, she put up on Instagram that a fan gave her a Bible after the show. And she put it up on Instagram saying like, a fan just gave me this. That's weird. Yeah. And then like, you know, people were saying like, read it, you know, like open it up. Like yeah. see, see like the, the, the way you're living is not like honoring to God, Amen. you know? And it's not like, this is like, oh, we want to come at you with sin, but it's like, read about the love. Like he, like this person didn't give them the wrath of God. They gave them the word of God. Amen. And, and that, there's and, a big difference. Between and there's that. an opportunity there, bro. Like God is literally knocking on the door of her heart right now. Right. She posted on Instagram as a joke, not even realizing that today is the day of salvation. We don't know how much longer she has. I, I, I speak life over her that she will not die and she will yes. live to proclaim the works of the And this would be a testimony. Absolutely. And you can clip this up in, in Jesus' name when she gets saved. But let that be a testament to look like there has been opportunities for many people that have heard the gospel. I, remember I was going through in and out last night. And, you know, I do this thing now where if I don't really have a word of knowledge or something to really tell anybody, I'll just say, hey, Jesus loves you. So I was going through the drive through last night, picking up some, some dinner for us and I told the girl there, I was like, hey, Jesus loves you. I want you to know that. And she looked and she's like, she got weirded out. And she just like got completely awkward and, you know, was like, okay, thank you. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't move any differently. I was still moving in love, but the day of salvation is, is now. Like those are the little instances where, you know, God is tugging at your heartstrings to see if you're going to surrender. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's those little mm -hmm. acts that, that people overlook at times, you know what I mean? And we don't know how many more times we will have that opportunity to hear the gospel or to hear about Jesus and accept him into our hearts. Wow, that's good. I love that. Do you feel like people get uncomfortable when you say that? Some people do, but yeah. I had I had a I had a, a prior situation or um, time where we were at a restaurant the day before. And uh, actually, no, same day earlier, we were, we were eating lunch at a restaurant. And um, I told the waitress, because I felt like the Lord was really impressing on my heart to like, you know, show her the love of Christ. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like you've been amazing today, but like, I just want to let you know, Jesus loves you. Like he loves you a lot. And she was like so touched. She was like, oh, that means a lot. Like, thank you so much. Like, I know he does and he loves you too. And she was, and so, and then uh, I think Jess was like, hey, where are you from? And come to find out she's from our hometown where we grew up in Brandon. Yeah, wow. You know, and it, it was a, it was a cool moment of just That's like so cool. an in act Texas. of obedience, you wow. know, just like stirring a heart. And she's like, yeah, she was like, I, I actually grew up in Brandon. Like my dad used to work at Brandon high school and that's where Jess went to high school at. And it was just a cool moment where it was a full circle moment. She's like, are you guys moving here to Dallas? And I, once again, <laughs> God speaks to me face to face. Oh, wow. That was the third time that day that the Lord had asked me, are you moving to Dallas? Dang, that's so and crazy. I, I looked at her and I was like, I think so. Wow. And here we are. Praise God, bro. Amen. That's so cool. I love it. Well, I welcome you, man. I welcome you to Texas with open arms. I feel like we're going to be able to collab on so many things with ministry and business and just life. And uh, my kids are going to be blessed to have an uncle in town, you know, Amen. so I'm so excited. Obviously, we're trusting the Lord's timing at the Rippy household, but, you know, we're just very, very pumped and very pleased by all this. And we just know that the Lord is faithful and he just blesses you in ways you didn't even ask for. You know, it's like and he'll show you things that are like outside of your realm of thinking and 
uh, just to be able to like, you know, say that, yo, my best friend's moving to Texas. Like, let's go. Like, praise God. But you're going to not even for me, but more for him. You know, it's like obviously for him, you're going to do some amazing things out here. You've already connected with the pastor out there in Dallas in a big way. And I know he's going to use you out there in, in, in mighty ways for his for his name. And uh, I just I, I pray blessings over you that it's, it's able to be something that's just so impactful for the kingdom of God. And just you're able to walk in that fullness and just you're able to steward every blessing that he gives. And you're able to be a great father and a great husband. And you're able to just start anew out here in a way that's like so honoring to him. Amen. I receive every word, brother. Thank you so much, bro. And I'm I'm just thrilled that we get to do life together in ministry, bro. I'm I'm stoked to see what the Lord continues doing in our lives separately and together. And um, man, your family has become my family. And I'm just happy, bro. I'm thrilled and I'm excited for the future, bro. So hey. thank you, Jesus. May he get the glory from this and everything moving forward. Here's a little gift for you. A little welcome. <laughs> a little welcome wow. to Texas gifts. Maybe a symbolic in some way. Who knows? Wow, bro. That's special. Let me see. Wow. Bro, it matches my watch too. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you, Zachariah. Hey, you're welcome, bro. Love, Love you, man. bro. Love you too, brother. Well, that's that's, special. that's uh, That concludes the episode, y'all. I hope you enjoyed it. Roberta Sanders, thank you for commenting. Love you both. Amen. Appreciate you so much. She's actually from Florida as well. She's a, she's a friend of, a, of, a, um, of my, one of my childhood friends as well. Uh, she's, she's the family of my childhood friend, Chelsea Sanders. So, so cool to be able to see. And if you'd like to support this ministry, you can do so on Patreon. We've had such an abundance of blessings on there recently of just people wanting to help out, people wanting to support the ministry and just what we're doing here and just being able to help us, honestly, uh, just set us up for next year. It's just something that's going to be so helpful, especially when it comes to us going on tour. So if you'd like to support that, we're going to definitely need the funds. We're trusting God for the provision on all that, but we know that we would really, you know, really benefit from uh, being able to help people support us from now until then and just along the way and just being able to just see what we're going to do on the Patreon from um, maybe even doing live Q and A's, you know, who knows what we're going to do out there. Just some, something super special. Uh, if you'd like to book me to come speak in an event, whether it be a youth group or a church or any kind of event, school, what you name it, a prison, I'm there. I'm trying to get the reps in. I'll go to prison right now and I'll give the word of God. Let's <laughs> go. Crazy. You know, that's crazy. Hey, I'll go to, I'll go to a prison. Here though. I am. Lord. Here, Here I, I am. am. Send me, you know, so we'll see what the Lord opens up and obviously um, we'll try to accommodate everything we can to be able to um, serve you. If you want to be able to have us out, uh, so you can go to I like birds ministry.com uh, we have a speaking tab on there or you can go to i like birds ministry.com slash book zach if you want to go directly there uh so super exciting stuff i truly appreciate you guys being here to support this ministry and check out olivier's ministry sowing the seed podcast uh that's on all platforms as well as um on social media instagram tiktok everywhere you can get it and one last thing if you enjoyed this episode and you know money's tight Patreon don't don't sound like it's for you. I understand. I've been there before. We ask you that. We actually pray favor over you. We pray blessings over you. Pray blessings over all our listeners when it comes to the finances that you're able to do that. You're able to increase and you're able to be a blessing to your family and provide for your family. But you know what's free? It's sharing the show. Sharing the show is free. Get this out there. Share the podcast. Share the videos. Share the clips. Help us just reach more people for the glory of God. We love you. This is I Like Birds. I like the Bible. And I like words. So I like birds. We'll see you next time. We do it for the one. Amen. Cheers. Amen.